Welcome into another episode of Mid-Michigan Matters. This podcast is designed to go behind the scenes at what our local nonprofit organizations are doing in our community. And now, here's your host, Chris Spockman. Chris Spockman on another episode of Mid-Michigan Matters, here with the two Brads, Brad Depker and Brad War, who are, are you guys both volunteer firefighters, or Brad, are you actually, in, you're actually a full-time firefighter, correct? Yeah. I'm a full-time fire lieutenant for the city of Mount Pleasant. All right, I guess that's Brad Depker and Brad War. I might have to do, you know what I mean, to do do a little uh, explaining here, at least until we get used to you guys. And so, thank you guys so much for joining me. And the first thing, you know, want to kind of go over some generic information because I think people think fire department. You think of two things: you think of putting out fires, obviously, and then you think of the I think the cat up in the tree. It's other thing you think of because the TV shows, <laughs> if that makes sense. But what all goes on with you guys? And I know one really important thing that you guys do as somebody who was a renter in this community for a number of years. You know, if you're I think one thing we've got here in our community is we're really lucky of that landlords don't always do everything, you know, up to code what's supposed to be on. Well, you guys kind of force them to because you guys are in there every single year going. You guys go through every rental unit in the entire city of Mount Pleasant, don't you? Brad Depker will say. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we do. Um, There's about 6,900 rental units in the city uh, that we go through. The township has their own inspection process that they use as well. Um, But, yeah, we, we are in there not only holding the the tenant responsible to make sure that that they're taking care of the owner's property but we're also there to make sure that the owners are taking care of the property so that the tenants are safe yep and that's a very very important thing and now is that something that brad war would do as a volunteer firefighter like i said we're just kind of starting to get all into this and we're here to talk about volunteer firefighters because you guys need more so is that something that mr war would do on a day if he was volunteering so our our part paid firefighters or volunteers for their time wise uh they don't really participate in the inspection processes. Um, there is a, uh, a shadow program that our part paid guys can come in and gals can come in and do where they can go on those inspections, but right. primarily they're not in that role. That's more like the, the, the nine to five fire department thing right there. I'll say, does that make yeah, sense if I say way, something like that? That's yeah, that's kind of the way it is. They they're like Brad war and all the other guys and gals work a full-time job and they leave their job. Not all the time, but sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can expound on that if you want. Yeah, most of the guys on the paid part side of the department uh, either could be students or generally uh, they have full-time gigs. And, uh, you know, we wear pagers. We're on call 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. And uh, if there's a major incident in town uh, or if we're needed, we're paged. And uh, we'll leave work. Uh, to respond, uh, we drive our own vehicles. We meet the truck uh, and the full-time guys there uh, to do to do the thing. But yeah, we have. Uh, you know, I work for a local bank here in town. And we you could mention the bank. I mean, we're, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, I, I work for Mercantile Bank uh, in town. Uh, we have teacher, uh, you know, teacher on the department. We have uh, some retired folks on the department too. Yep, and now back into kind of everything that the fire department does. And I talked a little bit about the the property inspections is probably what we're talking about, but. I also see on here, you know, court enforcement, neighborhood resource unit. And so when people call 911, you know, if it's not the police, I feel like a lot of other times it's just the fire department coming out, correct? Well, yeah, I mean, it, the fire department can do it all, right? We have that banner back and forth between police and fire, you know. We have fun with it. Um, but, yeah, the fire department has code enforcement as well within it, uh, which is there's two code enforcement officers that drive around and look at property standards, trash, tall grass, some of that stuff just to keep the neighborhoods nice, looking good. Um, and then our neighborhood resource unit is uh, 
kind of entails that code enforcement piece, but it also looks at some MISHTA grants and things like that that the that's been brought to the city that's put tons of money into the city about looking like, you know, redo your siding on your house, new porch, those types of things. And now, as far as, like, the structure of the fire department goes, I imagine Brad War here, you're, you're kind of at the bottom of, you know, a volunteer firefighter, and we're kind of laughing a little bit about it. And, he, <laughs> and Brad Depker, I imagine you're kind of up towards the top as one of the lieutenants. So kind of, tri- how does that trickle down or whatever? So we have a public safety director that is uh, at the top of the police and the fire department. We have a fire chief, an assistant fire chief. And I guess the fire chief's retiring, so I he mean, is, congratulations yeah. to Mr. Belnick. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, served uh, 25 years with the city and I think 38 total years. <laughs> he was on Shepherd prior to that. So, so yeah, he's retiring. Um, but we do still have a fire chief. We have an assistant fire chief. That assistant fire chief kind of runs over the code enforcement neighborhood resource unit. And then myself as a fire lieutenant and fire marshal. And then um, below that is the sergeants within each shift. There's two other guys on each shift. And then the paid part or part-time yep. guys underneath that. And I like how you guys, part paid is what you keep talking. You know, part paid, part paid. To explain to everybody exactly what that is, and it's one of those, you guys are volunteer firemen, but I think it's one of those, with what they're doing, they're, they need to get reimbursed with some of the stuff. So kind of t- uh, yeah. talk a little bit about that, Mr. Brad War. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we like as I mentioned, we're on call, and uh, so we don't get paid on a salary basis, but certainly when we do get paged uh, out to an incident, you know, there is a, a small monetary uh, compensation that comes with it. We also uh, have some compensation built in for training. Uh, you know, we, we have uh, continual training that we do on a pretty regular basis. Uh, and so not enough to where you generally are going to uh, have that be your, your main gig, uh, but you do have the ability to make a, a little bit of extra money. I'm gonna, you and I are kind of sports guys here. I'm gonna throw the weird comparison. Almost be like a little bit of a high school sports coach. Like, like there's some reimbursement there, but it's not gonna be like the all, all, end all. Gonna make things meet together there, but it's just a little, a little incentive. And they don't, you know, Brad Depker here. And I keep saying that, you know, Brad Depker, Brad War, because you're gonna get confused at the names. <laughs> you, you guys want to make sure that they're taken care of. That's why they get paid a little bit. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. It's all about the, you know, the part paid comes from that it takes volunteerism to come, right? Yep. They don't have to come. They have some minimum standards or requirement responses that they have to make. Um, but ultimately, you know, getting up and moving is really on a volunteer basis. But when they do, they're compensated for that time. Yep. All right. Now, Brad, we're going to kind of go through the steps that you, that you took to become a volunteer firefighter. Number one, uh, why, why did you do it? What made you want yeah. to do it? Yeah. Uh, it's one of my favorite questions. I'm asked a lot. I mean, I, obviously, I'm a banker. A lot of people think I have a desk job, and then they think firefighting being quite the opposite of that. Uh, but, you know, so I, I do work for a community bank. We're generally pretty community-minded employees, uh, everybody. And uh, it goes back a number of years ago. I was actually volunteering for the beer fest that the JCs put on. And the fire department had uh, had volunteered as well to come over and fill water ballasts to help hold the tents down. And so that day, uh, my uh, assignment was to help work with them. All right. And so they weren't really recruiting. They were just kind of talking about uh, kind of the same thing we're doing here, talking a little bit about what, what goes into being in the, the fire service. And, uh, you know, the one thing that kind of resonated with me is they were just talking about how nationwide the number of firefighters are on a decline and the age is going up and uh 
you know, I kind of started thinking about it and I thought about it from the standpoint of, you know, we give a lot of intellectual capital back to the community in terms of serving on boards and that in terms of being a banker. Uh, but this really seemed like a real tangible thing to give back. And so I started exploring it a little bit more. And, uh, you know, I, the more I get into it, the more I love it, uh, not only from a camaraderie perspective with the guys on the department, but the, the things we do, uh, you know, there's a little bit of an adrenaline rush that goes into it. Uh, and that kind of helps satisfy a, a need that I have, but, um, you know, just the, the service aspect of it as well. Yep, and I'm going to go back to the sports thing. Team, team, team. If you were somebody that liked playing on a high school football team, a high school basketball team, and you missed that a little bit, Brad Depker, this would be a kind of a good way to get back into that, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's the greatest thing. I mean, so I started off as a volunteer firefighter as well. All right. And uh, the cool thing about the training that's required for a, for a volunteer firefighter, a paid on call, or the terms change in the industry depending on where you're at, but the base training that they have to have is the exact same training that a full-time fireman has. All right. And and it's uh, it takes about, let's see, I think class is actually just getting ready to start here in January, and I think they'll be done around May. So a couple nights a week, occasional weekends, you know. And now, what is that training like? Is it very hands-on? Is it classwork? What, what's it like? Well, it's both, really. It's It has classroom portions, and then it has the, the practical skills checkoffs. Yep. Um, at the end of the class, there's a written test, obviously. It's a certificate that's good for the state of Michigan. And then there's the, uh, the written test, and then there's the practical skills evaluation, which has stations you go through. And, and it's really teams. It's very team-oriented. They run it just like a fire scene. There's a staging area. If you're not doing anything, you go here. You know, it's all set up just like a fire scene and, and ran that way to keep the practice in it. All right, like I say, yeah, keep the practice in it. Now, what do you remember about the training, Brad War? Yeah, uh, you know, I remember, uh, as as you mentioned, there's, there is some academic feel to it in terms of, uh, you know, book work. Uh, but that makes sense. There's a lot you have to learn uh, in terms of, you know, how fires respond to things and, and maybe some medical-related things. Uh, but then there's a lot of hands-on things, you know, uh, uh ladders and ropes and knots and, uh, you know, spraying different size, uh, fire hoses and, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of safety things have gone over just to make sure that when we come out, we're, uh, we're as safe as we can be with the equipment that we have. Uh, I remember going through, uh, you know, vehicle extrication training where you get a chance to, to cut up cars with the jaws of life, yep. uh, type thing. And, uh, uh, you know, obviously the hands-on is uh, certainly, uh, to me, uh, the, the interesting part of the training for sure. Yeah, and I imagine, I imagine, you know, when it's the training and, you know, you know, obviously it's important, but it's probably quite fun when you're doing the training, and obviously it's it's different when you go out there on a scene. And how many calls have you been on? How long have you been a volunteer firefighter? I might be, you know, putting you on the spot here, asking you a couple questions, yep. but, you know, if you got a couple of those numbers. Yeah, yeah. So I've been on the department for five years. All right. Um, and uh, I don't know, Brad Depker might have the exact numbers for, uh, the department. I think we go on about a hundred runs per year. All right. And, and each guy, obviously, 
uh, you know, we're on a call all the time, but you might be out of town with family or something like that. Well, so you, I'll use myself as an example. If I became a volunteer firefighter and, you know, for tonight I've got Sacred Heart, Beale City Girls Basketball. Well, when I'm on the air doing that game, I, I'm probably not going to be making that call, right, Brad Depker? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. And so that's why you guys need all kinds of volunteers because, Brad War, you could have an emergency going on with your child or, or, or something like right. that, too. And that's why you guys need more and more volunteer firefighters. And so, so how do you guys get compensated, I guess? You know, you know that's something that people are, are going to want to know, going to be a little curious about. Sure. How does that go? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So as I mentioned, uh, you know, you go through some of your initial training, uh, but the department has regular ongoing training. We, uh, we meet at least once every other week uh, during the year to go through various training uh, activities. Uh, and so you get paid a, a, a base rate for that. Uh, you also get paid a base rate for any run that you respond to. Uh, and then sometimes we have runs that'll be a half hour, and sometimes they could go six, seven hours. All right. And so if, if they end up being extended runs, then you would be compensated uh, in addition to kind of a base rate for longer runs. Uh, but then, uh, you know, as you mentioned, you know, there's a great need for having a lot of guys come to scenes and um so the department does a good job in putting together a program to, to reward guys who run hard. And so the more, the more uh, runs you go on over a period of time, there will be a little bit of run bonus that can All come right. back to you as well. And I imagine that could, could kind of turn into like maybe a little inside track to possibly getting a job because Brad Epker, you said you go through the same exact training that yep. you went through to become a fire department, a full-time firefighter. And so – if somebody wants to get involved in firefighting, this is really the way to go about it right here, isn't it? Because you start doing this, and then they impress you a little bit, Brad Depker, and you say, well, maybe we need somebody here. Or maybe you say, hey, do you enjoy firefighting? Is something you think about doing full-time? I got a buddy up in Traverse City. You know, I imagine you guys are pretty well-connected fire departments around the area, too. Yeah, we. I mean, uh, the, the trainings we attend throughout like a, a year, two-year span are, are throughout several different departments. Um, but, yeah, the training – I like to say it, I think others do too, is every day is an interview, right? So you go to a call, you do good work, you work hard, you know, you pick things up, you clean things up, you do, you do your job, just your yep. job every day, and that's what we see, right? right. And now, Brad, you know, Brad Ward, this might be a, a goofy question here, and I might have to explain a little bit more, but what are the advantages of being a volunteer firefighter? And I'm not just talking about the lights on top of your car. I'm talking about being a leader at work, you know, being a leader in our community. When people know you're a volunteer firefighter, I imagine there's a little bit, you, you know, want to shake your hand a little bit more now, now that I know that kind of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I, it gives my kids something to look up to for sure. I know my <laughs> yeah. one kid, he, he went from not knowing what he wants to do to wanting to be a firefighter now. Oh, right? wow. And, um, I do get that uh, question quite a bit. You know, I do, as I mentioned, work for a bank. I'm in more of a sales role. And so I do get to talk about it quite a bit, uh, which can be helpful, I mean, in my job. Uh, yep. given and, and this is what is, I'm trying to toot your horn here a little yeah, bit, right, man, because yeah. like I said, it's one of those, I go out, I'm on a sales call for the radio station. It comes up that I'm a volunteer firefighter. They're probably, well, all right, th- th- this, this person's doing for, good for our community. I need to do well by them kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I, uh, I agree. It uh, it certainly come in handy at times from that perspective, yeah. and uh, and obviously that's that's not why you're that, doing right. it. You, you know what right. I mean? And so, how did it start for you? Why did you you know what was the first day? The first thing you talked about a little bit more, but I want you to get a little bit more specific. There, you know, what was the moment that you said, "All right, I'm I'm doing this." Yeah, I 
I I think the uh, more I looked into it and I saw the need, I decided I was going to explore it. It probably wasn't until I was well into training and kind of, you know, saw firsthand that I really fell in love with it. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I tell people often now, you know, I love my job at the bank. Uh, but probably had I known then what I know now. Uh, you might have been a firefighter. I may have considered a All different right. option, you know, just yep. because of the the love of giving back to the community. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, it's a special place to be at the fire hall. Yep, and. Brad Depker, I'm going to swing this over to you. And now Brad Wars here, he's at the bank or something. And, you know, maybe he does really well these next few years. I imagine, you know, early retirement, obviously you want to be in a certain shape to be able to do this firefighter thing. But, you know, Brad, say Brad retires at 52. He's still working out all the time. He might be able to slide over there in, into a position, couldn't he? Absolutely. Most of our full-time staff has came from our part-paid ranks. All right. Yep. I mean, um, I did not. Um, I was on Shepherd for a number of years, Twenty two years all right and uh came to hear from there um but, but, but most i would say a lot of stories just like brad's that they kind of start more. doing it and, yeah. yep and now the, the one thing i wanted to ask is now you know i got a friend named uh, kyle smith you, you guys might know from the area too was a firefighter not sure if that's exactly what he's doing a buddy of mine from high school and i remember talking to him one time when he was going through the training he's working in ambulance and stuff like that and i says thank you you know i says you're the type of guy that I can, same with you two guys, I could see you guys kicking down the door to come save me. Now, I'm a little bit more of a scaredy cat. You know what I mean? I'm go, I might be, a, you know, obviously if there was a dog or a kid in there, you know, I might run into that burning building or something like that. But, that you know, you don't have to have the, the gusto that you guys got to run into that burning building. There's still lots of, there, there's stuff for a, like a wuss like me to do in the fire department. <laughs> Is it there? I'm, I'm just going to put it out there like that. I'm just going to put it out there like that. Uh, I, I, and I'll field that question because I, I, you know, I w- was a minute late for talking to you guys because I, I had a business lunch. Yeah. And, uh, you know, firefighting came up. It comes up, as you just mentioned, a lot. And I was talking to them. They were they were going through all what are all the things you guys do. And, um, you know, they came up with something. They said, oh, that, that right there, absolutely not. I, I couldn't do it. And my response to that was, you know, Everybody knows where their limits are, and uh, but there's a lot of jobs that can be that are needed on a on a scene, yep. and so whether you think that specific thing is outside your, that's okay, because there's something else that needs to be done. Yep, yeah, I say I might be turning on the hose at the fire truck. I might be taking the big wrench, taking something off of the fire hydrant to get things going there. There's lots of things to do that, you you, you know, like I said, when you think fire department. Like I said, you think of going in the burning building, saving people. You think, and actually, I might be able to climb up the tree and get a cat. I'm an all right tree climber for, for my <laughs> age or whatever. But, you know, those are, I feel like those are the kind of things you think of. But there's so much more involved with that. You know, for example, if I'm a volunteer firefighter, I could end up maybe directing traffic somewhere. And I, I might be getting out of the realm there. You guys are kind of nod your head at me, though. Yeah, we, we, do, we do all of that. Accident scenes, we utilize our part-paid firefighters for um, not only like traffic type things that we do and police do as well, but um, but cutting open the cars, taking care of patients, all that stuff matters. And, you know, when you say a, a wuss like you, right, Yeah. Uh, there's limitations to that statement because you don't, you haven't been trained, right? True. So we don't just take a volunteer person like Brad and say, day one, here you go, there's that hose going the house fire. That's not how it is. Yeah. It's, uh, it's yeah. a training program. You know, it, it, we don't. So volunteer firefighter, day one, I show up at the fire scene. You're directing people around, Brad Depker. What, what, what's kind of instruction you're going to give me? Maybe just to keep everybody back. It's going to be something a little bit more simple. You kind of work your way into it, correct? Yeah, so we have a probationary period where you 
you're tagging along somebody. Like I might put you with Brad Warren and say, All right, yeah, yeah. Brad's going to keep you within your limitations of training, uh, not going to put you in, in direct harm's way, right? I mean, anytime there's a fire burning or power lines down, things like that, there's harm in the way, right? But direct harm's way is that kind of point of, of contention. And, and it's it's about training you for the opportunity and then having somebody with you for that first opportunity. And then after that, you've learned the skills. You've seen it. You've been there. You've done it. And now it's easy. It yep. comes to you. So and, and Brad, can you you kind of go through that yourself? Can you kind of remember what was you do you, or do you remember the first fire you were ever at? Like I said, it's been five years now. If you do, kind of tell everybody about that a little bit, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll compare and contrast if that's helpful. So yeah. the first fire I went to, uh, I had only been on the department for I don't even know a couple of weeks. In fact, uh, I was borrowing someone else's gear, so All I right. didn't even have my own gear. And you know, I I, I arrive and uh, the instruction I got was you know stay at at the truck and watch and just watch and see. And uh, that migrates during that first fire to, oh, hey, this is how you change a guy's air bottle. So now maybe I'm watching, but a guy just comes out who's worked really hard, and he needs a new air bottle. You know how to make that happen. I can do that so he doesn't have to take his pack off, and he can just rest while someone else does that, right? So some pretty basic things. Compare and contrast that to the last structure fire we were at. Uh, we have a relatively new guy, and uh, we had a couple things that had to be done. And, you know, someone looked at me and said, hey, take the new guy with you and make sure he only stops where you stop and that you, you know. And so then that becomes the opportunity to kind of mentor that younger yep. guy too. And as Brad said, uh, keep him safe and uh, show him a few things, but to do it in a way that's not going to get uh, anyone in, you know, in too much of a danger. Yeah, and so go going back to me, the wuss. There's not really anything for me to be afraid to be worried about. You guys are going to keep me within my limitations, and you guys will obviously see the limitations that these volunteer firefighters have at each fire. You know, you might go to Brad Depker. We'll we'll, we'll say it's actually we'll say it's Bob Peters. Bob's probably a little bit more brave than myself and Sean. So you know. <laughs> Bob Peters is out at the first fire, and he really impresses you, Brad War. You might go up to Brad Depker at the end and say, hey, I think he might be able to skip a couple steps here or whatever. He, he really seems like he's the right guy to, you know, do this or do that kind of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I don't know about the skip step and thing, Oh, yeah, true but, that, true but, that. Yeah, but yeah. but yeah. we may I may go up to, to Brad and say, like, hey, that Bob Peters guy, like, he he's – He's Bob Peters, be the one. good. Chris Spockman, we don't know about him so It's all about that checking, so checking people off on a skill, right? Like, yep. Hey, he did that hydrant with me this time. He can do that on his own next time. I know right. that. You know, yeah. those types of comments. Yeah. Yep, and I think I'm going to go go back here again talking about the if you're a volunteer firefighter, Brad Depker, they got the same training you do, and so you're going to have a leg up applying for any firefighter position. Well, I guess around the state because it said to be all Anywhere certified in, state, in Michigan, yeah. I guess. And if it was out of state as well, like I said, I'm sure you know people. There's some cross-training yep. reference things that testing that you yep. can do, yeah. Yeah, well, and I'm sure you know people in other places as well that might be able to give someone a leg. Because the thing I think I want to somewhat close with here is fire department, you know, fire stations. I mean, you talk about a job that's quote-unquote, you know, recession-proof and all that kind of stuff. You get in somewhere at a fire department, you do a good job. It's probably going to be uh, – Pretty stable employment, isn't it, Brad Depker? Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those jobs that's not going away, right? It's it's how do we adapt to help the community remain safe, not only for people who live here, but people who travel here and, and commute here to work or, yep. or the kids go to school here, but they don't live in town, you know? Um, yeah, the training is across the board. Uh, I had a friend that uh, was a firefighter in Chicago, 
uh, just outside of the urban Chicago, and he came to Michigan, took the test, reciprocity, and was good gotcha. to go. Yep. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. And the other thing I'll add on that too is, you know, so we go through uh, five or six months of training on the fire side. At Mount Pleasant Fire Department also uh, assists our folks in going to get some type of medical license too, medical right, licensure. Yes. So, you know, you can come on the department and the department's helping you get your EMT license or, oh, wow. or right. your medical first responder license, which, mm-hmm. you know, that is transferable across industries too in the emergency services. And from the standpoint of, uh, you know, maybe that helps you get in to, you know, become a paramedic one day or whatever the case may be um, all through that. Uh, you know, fire department side of emergency services. And I think that kind of goes back to where even I'll keep just calling myself a wuss to, to, to make you guys smile a little bit here. That goes, anybody that goes into this might be able to find themselves, you know, so if there's any kids out there just graduated high school, kids just graduated college, you're still not exactly sure what you want to do. Well, you come, you know, be, become a volunteer firefighter. Well, you might end up learning, well, maybe I want to be an EMT. Maybe I want to go into this kind of training. It's just going to open up an awful lot of doors, isn't it? Yeah, it gives you that real-world experience, you know. That, um, that was my story exactly. Is When I first started a long time ago, I wanted nothing to do with the medical anything. I was right. like, yeah, I'll do the firefighting thing. That's that's cool, whatever. And then, like, no, you got to take a, a medical first responder class. I'm like, um, okay, whatever. That's what i got to do. You're the boss, right? Yep. So I did it, fell in, absolutely in love with it, went from that right into EMT, right into paramedic, and ended up with a – 20-plus year career at Mobile Medical Response as a paramedic supervisor, and here I am today. So, yeah, it's just like a very dynamic world. And with the training, if you're you're a a go-to person, you're like the guy that just wants to do it, get it done, or gal. I mean, there's women in the fire service too. You can pretty much get a job anywhere you want. Yeah, like I said, that that's that's what's really cool about it. Almost like, you know, I guess nursing, you know, a lot of people go into the nursing field, nursing, teaching, you know, EMTs, firefighters, those are the yeah. kind of jobs you go anywhere, get anything. And so I think it's pretty darn cool. And so, you know, Brad Depker, thank you for what you're doing. And Brad Ward, thank you for what you're doing. And the last thing I want, you know, you guys need volunteers. I, I don't think you could have too many volunteer firefighters, could you, Brad Depker? Well, no, we do have a cap on the total number. Um However, we're not there, yep. and uh, and we have a bunch of retirements coming up. We have guys who are in their 60s who are still fighting fire and, and frankly, do a good job at it. Um, but we all know that that time is coming, right? Yep. Our, our bodies only take what we what they can take for so long. So, yes, we do have a need. Um, you know, a fun fact is that 70% of fire departments across the nation are volunteer. Wow, that's pretty darn cool. So when you look at, the, at everything in total, it's kind of a – it's shocking because everybody thinks like the the big cities, you know, in Isabella County, there's two fire departments that are full time. That's Mount Pleasant and the Saginaw Chippewa tribe. That's it. Everything else is volunteer. volunteer. Yeah. I, I the King of the Hill episode where they do the, the, the firefighting <laughs> there or whatever. I, I keep getting drawn back to that. We, we won't dive into that though. Cause that could, that could probably get us into some trouble, but if people want to uh, start volunteering, Brad, how, how did you get started exactly? Uh, you know, I checked it out on the city's website. There's some information. Um, you can certainly go there. Uh, you know, if you're interested and you want to come in and talk to the guys, we're super open about, uh, you know, answering your questions, even give you a tour around the station. Uh, uh, Brad Dupker's <laughs> pulling out the page. Oh, it's www.mountpleasant.org slash jobs, uh, the website, where you can find out more info. Uh Certainly, if you want to get hooked up, you can stop by Public Safety Absolutely. and uh, 
uh, like I said, talk to the guys and they'd be happy to get you started in the right direction. Yeah, and I, th- I think the last thing I'm going to plug, be in the, go back to the sports guy, the sports nut here again, and me doing the high school sports. You know, sending kids out there that graduated the last several years, maybe you're working, maybe you're not working. If you miss that high school sports, if you miss that team atmosphere, you can really get it with the fire department. And you talk yeah. about working together as a team for something important. I don't think it really gets any more important than, you know, knock on wood, when those fires happen, we need to get them put out. We need to get them put out fast. That's why it takes a team to do it, and thank you guys for being part of that team that does it. Absolutely. Yep, thank you guys so much for joining me on Amid Michigan Matters. Like I said, I think the best thing I'm going to say, if, if somebody really wants to know about the fire department, I think I'm going to tell them to stop by and see you guys. Yeah, that's the easiest way. Stop in. You want a quick little walkthrough tour of the station? Talk about what we do, how to get how to get started. We'll have to do a Facebook live for that coming up soon, Brad Depp yeah, or whatever. Why not? That, that'd Let's be a really cool thing, kind of show people around the fire department. Do you yeah. got the do you still got the pole? We don't have a pole. You don't have a pole. Poles All right. are outlawed in Michigan. All right. And uh, you know what? Maybe a good thing, because they said you go down that pole, go down to the ankle rog, you ain't going out on the fire call. But we have a slide. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Brad, Brad, thank you guys so much for joining me on another mid Michigan Matters. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mid-Michigan Matters. While you're here, feel free to browse earlier episodes or other podcast programs on our platform. Listen to what you will and spread the word. Thanks again for listening.